once a quarter, I want to have a meeting that's only about you. The way I start this meeting is I say, you and I are having lunch in 10 years. Tell me about a conversation. It's a very carefully worded question. When I say 10 years, they don't feel like they have to say something that is still with the company. The other thing that the 10-year mark does is it doesn't force them to think of the exact path. It just allows them to dream. And everybody loves to dream about what their future could be like. The other part of this conversation is we're having lunch. That's a visual, creates an anchor, right? And then the last part of this is tell me about your life. You can almost see in their eyes sparkle. It allows them to dream. You're not talking about the company. You're just talking about their lives. People are very grateful for that. And just that conversation, in my experience, has done wonders for like helping people figure out what they want to do. A positive company culture can increase employee loyalty, engagement, foster a sense of community, and ultimately drive better business outcomes. In this podcast, we'll explore how to build that culture using actionable techniques supported by stories that you can use right away to align your culture with your business values and goals. Welcome to the morebusiness.com podcast. My name is Raj Kara. I'm your host. And I'm joined today by Dr. Jeff Kaplan. He is a CEO coach of the year from CEO Today magazine for uh, 2022. So welcome, Jeff. Really excited to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, Raj. It's great to be here. Great to see you again. Today, we're going to be talking about cultivating a, a culture of gratitude inside your company. And I think a lot of times people hear about gratitude. We've, we've seen in books about the law of attraction and, and things where we may be able to instill this, uh, this sense of gratitude in our own personal lives. But getting it throughout your company is actually a different story. That's harder to do because you're trying to get everyone else on board with the whole concept of gratitude. So, so let's go into what are the what are the basic things that a, a leader would need to do to start implementing this thing this a strategy where they could actually have a company uh, that's filled with gratitude? Well, I, I can give you a story just to kind of get us going here. Right, so there's a a woman I worked with uh, who uh, eventually became the CEO of this organization. When you walk through the halls before she took over the helm, um, let's put it this way: the board kicked out the last guy, right? Um, and you could feel. <laughs> you could just feel like the negative energy, right? And um, so she started, we had already been working together for about nine months and um, she was sort of embracing this idea of, you know, gratitude and, you know, naturally good at it. Um, But she started, she would do like town halls and the town hall wasn't done until several people kind of popped up and said, you know, what they were grateful for. Um, And she would also do that at meetings. Now there was initial like huh what this is weird uh you know um you know and then they go well i'm grateful for the weather today right um and you know but there's you know you don't she didn't make anybody wrong right she just kind of like you know right next 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 and people started not only sharing in a much kind of deeper more meaningful way um both about what they were grateful for in the organization but also just themselves and anything else that was going on with them personally but they really started looking forward to this part of the meetings. And so then fast forward, you know, I would I go then walk through the halls and it was just people like high-fiving each other down the hallways and just people like, you could just feel it differently. So anyway, so the, the, the one way to do it is you begin or end meetings with an expression of gratitude. It's quick. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. You don't judge each other's expression of gratitude. And you also don't go then start having long conversations about what somebody said. You just, you just kind of keep moving. 
Okay, that's that's a very nice simple tactic. Is just to just everybody say something <laughs> nice. Honestly, it feels like something that you learned back in like really yeah. early, right. early childhood, exactly. right? But yes. uh, but we forget as we become adults. Um, so that's a, that's one tactic. Now uh, there's going to be the person in the office that kind of feels like, oh, this is weird. I don't express this way. I'm not one to share feelings. Um, how do you cope with someone who may be approaching? Uh, you know, this, this activity. So, like you know, one of the things you could do is you could say, you know, it's okay to pass, you know, the analogy for better or for worse that just popped in my mind is if you've ever been to a, a rehab, like a, like a inpatient rehab center, um, particularly one that's grounded in like some sort of spiritual core, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody there, the patients, everybody like hugs everybody, right? And everyone is like so close and then you just feel like this, you know, deep sort of connection. And then you get like, you know, the kid or the adult who just popped it, you know, just admitted. And they're like, you know, kicking and screaming and like, F this, this is stupid, you know. And, you know, you go back like even just days later and they drank the Kool-Aid. Right. Yeah. And so, right. And, and because they're embraced with, you know, excuse the expression love and support and understanding and, you know, not forced to express feelings if that's uncomfortable for them, but mm -hmm. they, you know, but eventually we all want to be part of something like that. Love does attract. It does. It does. And I, I, my personal opinion is that I don't think we, we talk about love enough in business and we don't have to use that word, if it makes right. some people uncomfortable, it could be just, you know, I love the way you phrased it in your um, leadership, which is leading with heart. And I think that's a, that's a, right. that's a much more, I don't know, digestible way for some people to absorb right. the acceptable. same message. Yeah, yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's really something. Well, what are some of the other challenges that an executive or other leadership teams might encounter when they're trying to get their entire company to embrace uh, the, gratitude? Yeah, one of the words that just came up was genuineness right so you know one could say okay so when you're faced with major financial challenges you're laying off 15 percent of the workforce you're freezing bonuses you're um you know you've got internal conflicts that haven't been dealt with mm. and then you're going to say oh i'm grateful for you know, these board meetings or, you know, the, whatever. It feels very disingenuous. It feels yeah. disingenuous, right? And so, but I, to me, the, the solution around that piece is, A, first of all, obviously you have to deal with core systemic issues, right, alongside it. You, this can't be like, you know, a fake Band-Aid, right, yeah. to ignore the systemic right. issues, right? So you have to communicate what you have to not just deal with the systemic issues, but communicate what you're doing in, in different ways and, and often. And you can also qualify what this is and what this isn't, right? Like this isn't about ignoring the problems that we have. This is, can we just take, we're going to just take five minutes before we end the meeting just to carve out a space of gratitude. And we can go right back into the crap when we're done, if we would like. Um, but this is five minutes of, of quality time. Uh, mm -hmm. I, let me just show real quick a personal example. Um, so one of the things that my husband and I started um, like 20 years ago is Gratitude Sundays. Okay. And every Sunday, uh, we alternate. Somebody cooks for the other, right? Serves like a five-course meal or something. 
right? And then we end the meal with gratitude, right? Like this is what I'm grateful for you th about you this week. This is what I'm grateful for about myself this week. And this is what I'm grateful for about the relationship this week. Um, in 20 years, there has been, I'd say twice, where we were having a bad day, <laughs> right? Um, you know, we were arguing, like it wasn't a fun, peaceful household at that moment. But we had gratitude. And at the end of the meal, we talked about what we were grateful for. And it just brought perspective back. So creating the habit, regardless of what's going on, just creating that habit uh, can actually help you overcome a lot of other things. You know, uh, so one of my friends is, um, is a physician, and, and he was telling me that no matter what argument he'd be getting into with anybody in the morning in the household, maybe, you know, this is like, that's it, we're getting a divorce. We're like, you know, we're done with each other. And he would go to his hospital and he'd start treating patients. He said, there's absolutely nothing in this world that can pass the feeling of like helping someone, right? And just being grateful for what they are, what they're about is a way of helping them, right? And so, um, and he found that like all those other problems and everything would just completely dissipate once he started feeling that feeling of gratitude. It's really... Uh, well, good for him, right? Because, yeah. you know, a lot of physicians can get so stuck with, right, True. you know, the True. numbers game, the issues that, right, of healthcare and, and they lose perspective. That's why they got into medicine, True. Right? but they yeah. lose that perspective. That is true. Yeah. And I think that even happens with uh, some executives that I know that uh, sometimes they get a little bigger head, you know, because they've had a couple of uh, wins and, uh, you know, right. kind of think that they know everything. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, like <laughs> take a step back a little bit. And gratitude is linked to overall happiness. There's research, folks that research this a lot that I used to quote a lot. One is Robert Emmons. Uh, he wrote, a, uh, Professor Emmons, he wrote a book called Thanks. Um, now, this is a heavy book. I'm not recommending uh, for those looking for light reading, um, but it's all about the research of gratitude, right? And it just, you can't not read that book and not really fully appreciate that this is real stuff. And mm. the other one that is, is more accessible for, you know, quite frankly, me, me <laughs> and other folks is uh, by Tal Ben-Shahar and uh, a professor at Harvard who uh, back in the day, he, you know, started a, a course that people used to call the happy course. Uh, his first class had four students in it, I think it was. Um, and uh, his third class ended up far surpassing the what was at the time the most popular class, which was freshman economics at Harvard. Uh, so his happiness course really took off. But if you just type in about, uh, uh, Ben Tal Shahar, um, he really he, ta he, he talks about the research of, of gratitude and, and these types of things, but also gives stories about it, right? And uh, and it's funny, really quickly, just because just it popped in my mind, somebody who finally met him once, and she's like, um, she's like, wow, I thought you'd be so much taller. <laughs> and, you know, it's like we project, you know, we project, you know, into uh, other, you know, people. But anyway, I would highly encourage uh, anyone to look at some of his lectures online. A lot of them are available for free. Are there things that people can do in their personal lives to start... Um, of bringing this sense of gratitude to the company. Uh, I'll give you an example of something that I've done. I probably should do it a little bit more frequently, but I've got a tiny little file notebook that I keep near my desk, uh, my, my nightstand at, at night. And I will write on there the date. And then today I'm grateful for, it could be anything. It could be taking my kids to a soccer game. It could be, oh, my kid's coming home from college. You get to enjoy them for the holidays, whatever it is. 
Um, but I put a little note down in there. Uh, maybe, I mean, people say you could do it every night. I, I just don't do it every night. It's almost like a little diary. And actually yeah. I look back to stuff from five years ago. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that was happening around that time. And, uh, and that really helps you focus on, on what you've, you've done. Um, are there other habits that people can maybe try to instill in their own personal lives that will then uh, permeate to their corporate life? Yeah, well, yeah, you, to, you just, you, what you're talking about is a gratitude journal. And, yeah. you know, both Edmonds and Shahar both mentioned the researcher in gratitude journal. That became popularized probably 20 years ago by Oprah Winfrey. Um, yeah. But the research came from, you know, this field of positive psychology. Um, and what you do is when you're, when you write those things, right, five or whatever, um, is you embrace it, right? One of the things that just popped up, Raj, as you were speaking, was if, imagine a culture where, and a company organization-wide where the, you know, everyone had, every organization you have your, um, the, the company approved signature line, you know, like it's your name and your title in this way, and then it's your phone number, and then it's, you know, a link to a website or whatever. Imagine if, what I am grateful for is X, right? And then imagine, right? It starts getting fun where people, you start noticing every week, somebody kind of changes their, what they're grateful for that week. And then it's fun to like on Monday, you know, see like, oh, oh, wow. That's what they're grateful for this week. I mean, what a cool, subtle way to be able to do it. It takes no time, hardly. Right. And yet can really have a good impact. That's a wonderful idea. Update your signature line every week with something new that you're grateful for. Or just stick it to once a month. Just like say, I'm grateful for whatever it is. And you have to touch it if you don't want to bother with it. But that's just like that alone conveys a message, conveys a feeling about you. Um, that's, a, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. What are some of the other ways? I mean, I can share some of the habits that I, I guess I try to do uh, as well. I mean, the gratitude journal is one of them. Another one that I do, I guess it's not something that's like an, a verbal expression, but it's I smile to people I don't know. And I don't know that this is great for everyone because right. sometimes people can, you know, misunderstand what you're right. like, what the smile means. But here's what I mean. Like if I'm at the grocery store checkout line and I'm getting my milk and the cashier's there, I'll just smile and I'll say hi. And literally that's it. I don't need to say anything else, but that simple act of somebody smiling at you and saying hello and this is clearly a non, you know, like a can't be misunderstood situation, right? I'm just checking out of the grocery store line. Hi. And that's it. My goodness. The smiles you get back. Amazing. It feels like you just sort of brighten someone's day because everybody else is just kind of churning through like it's some sort of factory. And then you just get someone to say hello. Makes them feel good. When they feel good, suddenly I start to feel good. What happens physically at that point is I suddenly stand taller. And like I breathe, it's just so weird. All that stuff happens with the simple act of saying hello and smiling. Yeah, that's great. I So who came to mind, I'm going to do a shout out to my sister, Julie. Um, she, I don't know anyone else like her that no matter where we go, you know, we'll be at a restaurant and she'll like tell the waitress, she's like, you know, I'm not a lesbian, but your eyes are just so beautiful. <laughs> like, you just make these comments. And, you know, and, and even like if the service is like bad, she's like, oh, it's, you know, I know it's not, you know, it's not your fault. You know, we understand. Um, she's just so incredibly good at just helping people, particularly because I, 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 I see it mostly in service 
you know, and you know where we are, where we're getting served uh, by service. Uh, but anyway, she's amazing. So anyway, I tried to channel Julie uh, the other day. Um, I ordered, you know, groceries delivered. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I, I've become an extra introvert over the years. Uh, so I have to like pull it, pull it out, like kind of what you were just talking about, kind of to pull out that. Um, and so the guy, I met him at the door and, you know, I'm just like, how are you doing? And, you know, he answered. And then I'm like, do you have any, you know, like good plans for the weekend? And then he was just, then he just started asking me a question and he was just like, really, it was excited. Like it, it was like a, a silly moment that brightened his day a little bit. Right. And obviously it brightened mine because here I am talking about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would just say, even if you are an introvert or you feel like you don't do feelings or you feel like it's inappropriate, like just maybe give yourself a little challenge, you know, three times a day or depending on your circumstances, just make a commitment, you know, at work and perhaps in your personal life to just bring, to, to bring a smile into a conversation. And I think that's so critical, right? If you bring a smile to someone else, that is ex an expression right. of gratitude. It doesn't always have to be something verbal, right? But when you start to do that, that ends up being part of you and you can't help but bring that to not just the company, but honestly, through every aspect of your life, your personal life, your family life, your your friendships and everything like that, it all starts to, I think, get better. There's another technique uh, that that I recommend uh, uh, people do, and it's volunteering. And I know companies oftentimes will have volunteer days. Yeah. Uh, you know, for example, uh, a lot of companies uh, give Martin Luther King Day in the U.S. off uh, to do service. And you like it's not necessarily a company picked activity. It's just, look, we're giving you the day off. Whatever's important to you, just go do service for that nonprofit that day. And it could be helping in a soup kitchen. It could be anything. And, and I tell people, hey, look, really just volunteer for anything. There could be a, a race in your city, like a 5K, 10K race or something. And if you're not going to run in it, that's fine. Be a volunteer. Be one of those people cheering all those other runners on. Be you know, volunteer at the, at the water desk. Um, there's, there's so many opportunities. Just that little act of selflessly giving of your time makes you feel good, makes other people feel good. It's also another uh, expression of gratitude. And when you do that as a company, I think uh, that also instills the fact that you're, 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 you're walking the walk, not just talking. A thousand percent, assume good intent. Because, you know, I was trying to think, all right, so what's the critical voice, you know, saying as they're list, listening to this, right, conversation? And they say, well, you know, but, you know, we're talking about conflict, right? And, you know, we tend to live in a projective society. And so when someone does something um, that doesn't feel good or says something that doesn't feel good, remember that they're a human being too. Like they have a mother, they have a father, right? You know, and they are people too. And, they, you know, they didn't wake up, you know, Bob didn't wake up in the morning and say, I really hope to make, you know, Samantha's day lousy, right? And so if we can start the day and just say, I'm going to start the day assuming good intent. And so if, you know, and be grateful for just human interaction. And if it, if something doesn't go well, rather than getting it stuck in the negativity, right? Be curious, Get, go ship to the cur curious, right? Curiosity is another way to cultivate a culture of gratitude. You know, there's a, there's a story about Ben Franklin, who used to say he'd get up in the morning and say to himself, what good can I do today? 
and it would end the day going to bed saying, what good have I done today? What a wonderful bookend to put on the start and end of your day to see, uh, to frame how you're going to be interacting with other people, uh, and all the activities that you have to do, uh, and actually prioritize your sense of purpose even, um, you know, as part of your daily activities. Yeah. So when I was a teenager and young adult, uh, really young adult, I remember, um, you know, I'd have bad days, right? <laughs> um, and then I remember kind of hearing about this idea about gratitude. And so I started to end my day with gratitude. So I wouldn't journal, but I would lay in my, as I'm getting to sleep, I would go through the day and I'd think about what I was grateful for that day. So fast forward after a couple of years, I'm like, well, I haven't had a bad day in like two years. And I'm like, what's changed? And I'm like, oh, that's what's changed. And so to this day, this is, so for now we're talking decades, every day I go to sleep when I get in bed, I go through and I slow it down, like slow it till I woke up, what time did I wake up? Oh yeah, so and I, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. And like, all right, so I went to the bathroom, I'm grateful that, you know, I, I have heat in my house, right? And then, you know, I said, I'm grateful for my friend Raj. I'm grateful for the fact that I can see the good in others. And as you go through the day, you know, you start realizing there's all these layers of gratitude that you, that you have and that you're able to get in touch with. And then you fall asleep because, because you slowed it down and it's, a, and it, 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 it focuses your mind and it's a great way to fall asleep and a, a good transition into that, you know, and then when you wake up, you ended the day before. What a, what a wonderful springboard to actually launch into sleeping Sleep. and right. hopefully leading to good dreams. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if not, the dreams are working out probably what, you know, needs to be worked out, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. So, so starting the day maybe with an intent, mm -hmm. what I intend for this day is to mm -hmm. bring happiness to myself and others. Yeah. Right. And then ending the day with gratitude, I guess it's a little Ben Franklin-ish. So to, 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 to close it out in terms of what a leadership could actually a leadership team member could do uh, to help cultivate this uh, sense of giving inside their company uh, is to just at their next company meeting, have a little session that says, hey, I wanted to just go around and have everybody say what, what they're thankful for real quick. I mean, it's almost like a little Thanksgiving table. Is there is there another approach? It sounds, it, it could feel awkward for a lot of people to, to just suddenly start doing this when they've never done this before. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I just thought about as you were speaking was walk the talk, right? Again, like, you know, when, so let's say you're a CEO and that you don't, you know, you're not humble, you're arrogant, and you're not empathetic, you're insensitive. <laughs> Which, by uh, the way, if you're that way, you don't know that you're that way usually. Well, that's fair. I mean, that's <laughs> fair, right? Unless you're fully, fully embracing narcissism, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So maybe start getting feedback, right? Yeah. Um, but so, you know, so one, it's just that, and I often say that, um, you, you know, if you regularly acknowledge others, right, not praising, but acknowledging, talked a little bit in a previous podcast about this, um, then um, that creates momentum, right? And when you, if you ever have to give, you know, negative feedback or like critical, like developmental feedback, um, it's easier for people to hear. 
right? And so I, I would say, you know, particularly for the problem solvers out there, a lot of senior leaders came through the ranks because they solved problems. Um, you know, you, you have a natural ability to see what's wrong, see what needs fixing, see what's not, not working. Uh, try to shift that, right? And look for what's right. So throughout the week, look for what's right and give voice and recognition to what's right um, and build off of that. Uh, you'll get you'll get more of what's right um, because you're giving energy and voice to it. So just as part of your, uh, what Tom Peters, I think it was, used to call MYOB management by walking around. And as you're walking around, uh, notice the really good things to be grateful for uh, and just mention it, call it out, right? And so that's yeah. where you get started. And care about the people, not just like the worth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you today? <laughs> right. You know, and you know, what, you know, what are you excited about? You know, and you know, what are you grateful for? You know, I, yeah. Right. Just to connect at a values level. There's a, there's a technique that I use. Uh, it's been really effective for me, uh, as a leader. And I would go to every team member that had, it was a direct report to me. And I would encourage these people to do it to their direct reports as well. But what I would say is, look, I know we have regular team meetings. We got to do updates on projects, all that kind of stuff that we're talking about. Uh, but once a quarter, maybe once every four months or so, I want to have a meeting that's only about you. And we're going to talk about where you want to be. And the way I start this meeting is I say, hey, you and I are having lunch in 10 years. Tell me about a conversation. What are you doing? What's your life like? And what this does is it's a very carefully worded uh, question. What it does is when I say 10 years, they don't feel like they have to say something that is, oh, I'm still with the company because a lot, you know, 10 years is pretty far down. Chances are I wouldn't even be with the company anymore, right? So, <clears throat> so that gives them uh, a way to free their mind of that. The other thing that the 10-year mark does is it doesn't force them to think of the exact path they're going to do to get there. It just allows them to dream. And everybody loves to dream about what their future could be like if they were allowed to let loose. And so that's what it is. The other part of this conversation is we're having lunch. And so that's a visual, creates an anchor so that people can actually see themselves. And I might even say something, we're having lunch at a really nice restaurant. So it kind of elevates them to the status that, oh yeah, well, I'm going to be affording really nice restaurants in 10 years without question, right? And then the last part of this is, tell me about your life. Tell me about the, what are we talking about? And then they, you can almost see in their eyes like sparkle because they're thinking about, well, you know, right now I'm a manager of marketing. I want to be a chief marketing officer. Or I'm leading a team. I've got my own company. I'm, you know, I'm retired traveling the world, whatever it is, but it allows them to dream. And, and because you're not talking about the company, you're just talking about their lives. People are very grateful for that. And just that conversation in my experience has really done wonders for like helping people figure out what they want to do. Well, it's Next. a selfish act. It's a self, it's a selfless act. Right, and then what you're doing. I also tra tra trace it back. So after we talk about the dream, <clears throat> I'll say something like, first, I'm usually really excited for them because everybody talks about these wonderful things that they want to accomplish. And I, and I genuinely get excited about hearing where they want to take their lives. So I'll say something like, so what would be a marker in five years for you to know that you're on track for doing that in 10? And then it starts to, okay, well, that would mean if I want to be chief marketing officer, I probably need to, to do this by in the next five years. 
And then we just take it back further, two to three years, what kind of activities you need. And then I say, well, let's tie it into the next 12 months. What experiences can I help you get while you're here at this company to get you on that track for the next two, three years, five years, and that 10 years? And then that way I can actually try to align things like, oh, you want to get, you want one of the Salesforce certifications. Let's get you on a course that can do that. Let's, you know, whatever it is, but it enables people to see progress and a path. And when you care about them, my God, the gratitude is, it's like, it's, it's a two-way street. I feel good that I've been able to help somebody with that. But at the same time, they're also um, seeing why they want to stay with this company and not go look for another job. Right. I, I imagine, so a little spinoff I just came to mind is imagine gratitude conversations, right? So once a month, right, you have gratitude conversations and two or more people come together and they say, this is what I'm grateful for, right? I'm grateful for Raj, you, you know, being so supportive um, of me and having the conversations like this. And, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that you care about my, my development beyond even just this job. Right. And then, and you're saying, I'm grateful for um, how, you know, committed you are to this, to this mission and that kind of thing. Um, but just imagine that just gratitude circles or even just gratitude club, like, like, you know, and just creating again, a, a, a space for conversation. That's not about fixing anything, but noticing with all and appreciation. Um, and it, again, quick doesn't, you know, ha have to be you know, a huge deal. Well, Jeff, I really appreciated this conversation. I'm grateful for the conversation. I hope that the dialogues that we've had today, because we've, we've shared numerous ideas that you've seen, you've seen your coaching clients implement, that you've implemented personally. I've shared some too. And hopefully somewhere in there is a nugget or two that someone uh, would be able to take back to their company, to their life uh, and, and implement, you don't have to implement everything. You don't have to implement uh, something that you're not comfortable with, but I think there's enough in here to give you a spark that will help you on your way to creating that corporate culture of gratitude, which will then elevate your entire company. You'll make more money and you'll have happier employees, happier customers. Thanks, Jeff. Really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much.